Welcome to podcast 109 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Matt, and on this week's podcast, we have no save updates, but we'll be talking about today's FM20 teasers. We'll have a quiz, and well, we thought we'd get a couple of well, a couple of loan signings in before the busy period to complement the squad. So, without further 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 ado, please join me in welcoming Don Baker and Tom Davidson from SI. Hello, gentlemen. Welcome. Hello. Your choice. Hello, Which order you go in? That was a lovely intro. Yeah, we try. We try. <laughs> uh, you'll get a chance to sort of tell us more about yourselves in a moment, but we'll go through the rest of the roster. No, don't. That word is banned. Yeah. Stopped myself just before Curtie's got his head in his hands. He's crying. <laughs> Curtie, welcome. You'll be saying soccer next. Don't, don't. <laughs> Bad enough. Soccer manager 2020 coming away soon. Yeah, right. Um, welcome, Kurt Dizzle. How are you doing, sir? I'm all right. How are you? Good. Thank you very much for asking. Good. And Herbal. Hello. Hello. What, what do you mean there's no save updates? I did a stream for Leighton Orient. We're still not in well, the Premier League yeah, yet. But I'm, I'm assuming but, that it's going to be the same usual shtick of, oh, I've not quite managed to get into yeah. X Division. <laughs> oh, no, X Division. Don't give me the X Division. Prem. I'm pushing for the Premier League. We finished ninth instead of in the playoffs. Next season, we're going to be fine. I'm just saying that. I'm gonna You're going to do another did. season. I thought that, doing, I thought that was, it was... There's the, a few people in stream... Yeah, but no, nah, because I shit out, didn't I? So I had to keep going. Uh, and there's a few people in stream that don't believe I can do it, along with you guys. Therefore, I, I feel like I've created a situation in which I have to either succeed or take it to the very last day and die trying. I don't believe I love how we've said it. no save updates and Herb's just carried on the go. <laughs> yeah, fuck, fuck your itinerary. <laughs> right. Okay. So uh, that is it. We did have Joe, but unfortunately Sky are being really helpful in in our sort of situation with trying to record a podcast and whether it be discord or whether it be an isp of our choosing we seem to always have technical issues with one of us and today joe has succumbed to those but he did try multiple times unfortunately he also lives out in the stick so mobile communication is not an option either so we're going to do our little getting to know you uh, section because uh, we haven't had tom or dom Dick and Dom, uh, or Tweedle, Tweedledee and Tweedledom. Nice, very nice. Very good. I mean, I'm, I'm playing the role of Mr. Morton quite well with the old punnage going on. <laughs> I feel like it's missing. Uh, right, okay, so we'll go with Dom first. Uh, you obviously, you work for Sports Interactive. I do We'd like to know what your job role is, how long you've worked there for, and an interesting fact that we may not know about you. Oh, so I've been at SI for around uh, a year and three months, a year and a bit, let's say, and I am the social media man. So I was working under Curtis previously, and in his absence, I am Curtis. Um, so, yeah, that's me. And a fact, a random fact. Um, I was on Channel 4 recently. Thank you. <laughs> and Tom, a simulation that we had sprung upon us. That's a nice little random fact. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird oh. morning, wasn't it? That was a very weird morning. <laughs> uh, Tom, can we have the same from you? Obviously not repeating what Dom had said, but same questions aimed in your general direction. Sure. So I am the PR manager. That's my title um, at Sports Interactive. I've been there for coming up to seven and a half years now so i'm an old timer compared to to my learning colleague there um 
An interesting fact. I once did shots with Sam Allardyce at a charity do. Yes. Were they of gravy? Uh, no, they weren't of wine either. <laughs> <laughs> I, I quite like that. Yeah, was... I feel like working at Sports Interactive enables you to get some quite interesting stories along sort of a career. Yeah, that was one of the most memorable of them. Um, yeah, there was also... So it was basically me... Another colleague of mine, Sam Allardyce, Helen Chamberlain from Soccer AM, yeah, and uh, Malky Mackay before all of the well issues Other he stuff. had, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was an interesting group, but um, yeah, it was a wild night, wild night. Could uh, could Big Sam hold his drink? <laughs> of course, of course. Gravy boats, gravy boats, pints of wine, you name it, <laughs> he was knocking them back. <laughs> I feel like Tom's done you there, Dom, to be oh, honest. Sorry, I mean, mate. he has been there six years longer than me. So one day I'll get there. One day I'll get there. I'll meet Big Sam. Now we all know who everyone is, um, we're going to move on to uh, our usual sort of main meat and potatoes of the podcast. So this week we've had various tidbits released through the Football Manager social media accounts teasing us about the impending release of FM 2020. Uh, Tuesday, uh, saw Miles's video with Hector Bellerin that we did mention pre-recording, and the news that the packaging for Foot Manager 2020 will be eco-friendly and recyclable, which is an industry first. Uh, Wednesday, saw Arsenal tweet about their link-up with Football Manager, and we got a first glimpse of some of the in-progress shots. We also saw a new button, but more on that later. Uh, a role change, player squad statuses refined, and an upgraded UI. Thursday, which is day of recording today, gave us the the main main things that, or the first main things that have been dropped so far, which is club vision, an overhaul to board mechanics, development centre, making it easier for you to plan long term and keep track of progress of your youth teams, uh, the playing time pathway, and backroom staff, graphic improvements. Um, but we're going to go through all of that with some questions for our our guests because that's why they're here to sort of give us some more uh, some exclusives hopefully on on that but first of all uh, what is exciting you the most of the releases or of the uh, features so far that uh, obviously there are there there may be I'm going to be I'm going to be uh, uh, I can't think of the word now because my brain's deciding it's going to be elusive uh, but the there's going to be some features that you may or may not release later on, but of the ones that we've got so far, Dom and Tom, which are your favourites? Which things are you looking forward to using in your own saves, assuming that you you are playing FM yourselves or will be? I mean, there were stream saves last year, so maybe we'll see some of the same. But anyway, we'll, we'll get back to the <laughs> initial question rather than the four, the four I asked afterwards. Um, so yeah um, I, th I think my favourite feature is the club vision stuff because for me that's really changed the way that I play the game um, in, in, the, in the few saves that I've started on FM20 or the working build of FM20 that we have um, it's been interesting going in at different levels and it really brings each club's identity out a bit more so um, if you're managing you know, one of the world's top clubs the expectations are going to be even higher but then you may have um, certain traits that you can bring to the table as a manager so for example if you're managing one of the very big elite teams um, they may want you to win the league every year but 
They also want you to win it playing a certain style of football. If you go in there and win it playing, you know, quite industrial, old school football, lumping it from defence to attack, bypassing the midfield, but you win the league, they might still call you in at the end of the season to uh, discuss your future. Um, whereas previously they would have been delighted with the fact that you won the league. So it is going to add an extra dimension, I think, to uh, to your save games. There'll also be things taken into account. So, um, for example, if you're managing in the championship and you are playing really, really well, but you're not quite getting promoted um, and you've crafted a playing style that's pleasing on the eye that could fit into a higher division, then you could be more likely to find yourself in at a, getting an interview at a higher higher ranked club than you would have been previously through that, through your own manager philosophy, um, playing style and your transfer policy, for example. So there's lots of different facets. And obviously those things are going to change over time as well. It is dynamic. So um, as you progress through the game, you'll be given different objectives. You'll have um, different uh, five-year plans that are built in there over the course of your save game. And also when a club gets taken over and a new board comes in, they're going to have their own ideas. And so you may find yourself having crafted this unique identity, this, this club culture, that then is just ripped up by a takeover. And then you've got to sort of adjust to that. And it's whether you want to stay true to your philosophy yourself or if you want to just please the board and, and do it their way. So I think it, each club that you take charge of on FM20 is going to offer a more unique challenge. I think we've often set those challenges ourselves in our head, whereas now it's actually there in the game for you to try and, you know, hit the objectives on the route to that to that five-year plan and the ultimate goal of the board um just out of interest when you start a new game obviously yeah. you start with a well in previous games i'm making an assumption here um but you start with a one-year contract mm. so does the the club vision meeting sort of would that kick in like a, a contract renewal point or would it i mean how how's that going to work so um, the meeting you would get when you take charge of a new club and at the end of each season. So you have regular opportunities um, at the end of each season to, to adjust the club vision. And obviously the more respect and traction you have with a board, the more you can set new objectives and have your own say in, in what the club's long-term plan is. Um, so yeah, you will have opportunities, but certainly... Um, you mentioned, you know, coming in on a one-year contract. What you're seeing in that five-year plan is the board's objectives, not necessarily they. They're not necessarily saying, necessarily saying that you're going to be the person to see them through that five-year plan. So you will st- still have to get, you know, enough trust from the board to renew renew your contract. So um, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I think once you get a few seasons in, to see how far you can push it and how far you can get to the point where you're able to sort of not dictate the club vision, but to have more of a, an influence and an input on it. That's interesting you asked that question, Curtie, as a man with no loyalty. So I just wanted to... <laughs> you were building that up from your own, just wondering how it's going to affect your gameplay, you know, when you want to jump every season when it doesn't go your way. So, yeah, good question, Curtie. Just that was all I had to add. Savage herb. He's, he's turned heel on you tonight. Setting up your journeyman safe. Are you happy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting in the groundwork for when we uh, jump into a network save and we have to start slanging each other. I'm getting used to it now. It, you were saying about the, the, the five-year plan. Mm. Does 
is this sort of with an intention to sort of almost drive people to play a certain way and like her, the the genuine sort of style of save um, that Herb's just mentioned there, or Curtis, I can't remember which. Um, both wear glasses; it's fine. Um, <laughs> wow, racist! But but does it? Uh, it? Are you sort of trying to guide people down a particular path? Because obviously, if you are playing a genuine save, it might might be quite difficult coming into a club with a, a five-year plan already in place or maybe I guess I'm I'm not trying to answer my own question but it maybe that is a challenge in itself but I was just wondering if there is sort of a almost a, a guide a little hand-holding to sort of push people to sort of stay with a club uh, a club a club more long term I mean you definitely still have the option of doing a gentleman say where you bounce around clubs a bit more um, I think we all have those saves, I think, where we get attached to a club and we really like, you know, we, we feel like we're part of it. We, we're creating something. We're creating, you know, whether it's a, a style of play or we're creating something via bringing, you know, youth players through and, and crafting, you know, a real, you know, one of our own status amongst the players. Um, but yeah, the, the, the genuine, option is, genuine option is still valid because um, you might go into clubs where you have different challenges so it's not always the club's ultimate goal for the five-year plan isn't always to be in a higher league or you know a club in league two might not have say the uh ultimate goal of playing in the championship within five years it might be that they actually want to consolidate their position in league two but they what they want to do is increase you know the number of fans coming to the stadium they want to craft a playing style they want to make more of their academy. So they might have those goals for you to hit. And then you might, say, spend two years there, do a, hit a few of their objectives, get poached by a bigger club or find a job that you, you love the look of elsewhere. And then you can be thrown into a situation that's completely different. So I think, if anything, it's going to actually add more to those journeyman saves because you're going to have more variety in, in what you experience when you're in there. That's, that's quite interesting. Just like Herb bitching about me a second ago but in my uh in my older shot save so i got I, I was in league i got from the conference we were in league one sitting top of league one uh and we'd had a golden generation in in the first season and uh the board kept selling my players without without my say so um anyway a job came up um and uh we'd had a takeover as well so like there was uh this new director who just Anyway, in the narrative sense, I wasn't getting along with. Um, a job came up, and I, I said I, in the press that I might be interested in it, and it straight away sacked me. Um, so, <laughs> so potentially, like they obviously didn't have the ambition that I did potentially. Mm. Um, and I guess now, you know, obviously at the time we didn't have, you know, we don't have this feature yet, um, so I couldn't see that. But actually when you take over a club you you'd get a sense of how ambitious they might be um, absolutely yeah that's that's the key because it i mean a lot of the five-year plan and, and the objectives that you're set along the way depend on the ambition of the chairman and the rest of the board so you can go into one club that is ludicrously ambitious and doesn't really have the resources to achieve that and you know the five-year plan and, and the the objectives on the on the route may be really you know extreme and they want really accelerated progress up 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 the leagues you may go into a club that you know has ample finances but just wants to is just happy to be in the league that it's in 
doesn't really want to kick on from where it is, just wants to consolidate. So, yeah, the ambition of the board is definitely a major factor in, in, in the whole of the club club vision stuff this year. You have mentioned, and I'm channeling as if Joe was here because I know he'd want to know, the finances quite a lot. So has there been any changes that link along with the vision? Because talking about my saving, my gentleman, when I was with Leighton Orient, I made myself into a selling club in that we brought players in, we had to make money, we had no money. It's about getting the club stable, getting some finances behind them, then ingrading, uh, upgrading things like the stadium, the youth facilities. So is finances in any way changing to sort of back this vision and how does it play a part? Definitely. So a lot of your objectives we finance based. So what you've mentioned there, you know, selling players and getting money behind you, that that could be part of a five-year plan. So you may have season one operate below the wage budget, season two make a big significant profit on transfers. So that is all factored in into into the wider vision and, and five-year plan for the club. Um, so there's there's different, you know, financial options that you have financial objectives that you have to stick to um as part of your your club's vision um and yeah it can go either way it could be that they want to really you know bank a load of money make themselves financially secure it could be that you're tasked with going out and and you know bringing in the best players that you can that are available um for significant transfer outlays um and everything in between, really. It's uh, it's really intricately weaved in there. So finances form a, a pr- pretty much a, a, almost as significant part of a five-year plan as um, the competition objectives, for example. So, you know, there's there's lots of different strings to to the board's um, judgment of you now than there was previously. So um, something that else that is new we talk about in the blog is about manager performance, um, which you know is is not just a revamp of of the confidence system that existed previously, but a much wider overhaul of of the entire um, board board judgment module in the game. So they'll now take into account more aspects of management, and definitely you know finances is is a huge part of that, and how well you're managing the books compared to what their vision is for the club. And moved into that as well, the only sort of thing I think encompasses this is your transfer policy as well. So obviously that in ambition and finances, you know, we see more and more often now that clubs only operate in sort of one way in the transfer window, whether that be to, to pick up youngsters or to buy players in order to make a profit, to only buy players from a certain age, you get managers that or clubs that Bring it, want to bring in experienced players only. Maybe they're in a sticky situation and they want some older heads in there. Everything that is to do with transfer policy from a certain club is in there as well. So you can manage Ajax and bring in, you know, a bunch of of random journeymen, thirty pluses, because that's just not how they operate. So the whole transfer policy is interweaved with the finances really nicely as well. Yeah, and in addition to that, I mean, you mentioned pretty much everything there, Dom, but you also get, um, you'll often get, depending on the board, the objective to sign players from a specific nation. So um, if you've got a chairman or a board that is comprised of people from, you know, one particular nation, they might say, okay, you've got to go and sign players from. So with Watford, for example, you'll often be tasked with signing players from Italy for example, because the board is predominantly Italian. Um, and so you'll have to go out and, and bring those players in, which may not necessarily fit in 
with your plans, but you've got to take that into account because it's one of the club culture objectives. So it's something you're expected to adhere to during your time in charge of a club. So Wolves would need a lot of Portuguese players, then I'm assuming. Just David, <laughs> love to see it. Yeah. Um, so is this how will we be able to see? Because this this almost is complete game changer for picking a team, right? The big thing we have a lot of discussions of last week. We're going through how do you pick a team and how do you get into your save and how do you love it? Will a lot of this be available to see when you're going into the screen? Will we be spending a lot of time flicking through teams, reading their vision before we jump into our first save? Yeah, so on the team selection screen, you can see the club vision stuff laid out. You can see their club culture in particular, so you'll be able to get an idea. You won't be able to see the five-year plan from there because that's presented to you in your first meeting, the new welcome meeting, um, which we talk about in the blog as well. But um, yeah, on on the team selection, you'll be able to get a flavour for what sort of culture they have at the club and what you'll be expected to, to sort of stick to and, and develop over time as well. Um, so yeah, you'll be able to sort of, if there's something, you might be scrolling through and there's something that in particular that catches your eye and there you go, you found your, your new save for FM20. That's awesome. Yeah. Marvellous. Exciting um, stuff. So we've covered sort of club vision quite heavily. Dom, do you have a, a, a different feature that you like the most or is there a secondary feature if club vision was your favorite i mean i'm i'm <laughs> basically i'm trying to me- i'm trying to meander you down a different path here no but- no let's uh oh good link let's talk about plan time pathway so that ties in with the whole sort of long term stuff that we're just talking about there and it's essentially a revamp to a status is is what it was in the previous editions and so now each player that you have at the club whether a new sign in or or someone that's there that you inherit has a has a new status for not only this season but for the length of their contract. So you can map out how you see that player through not only your season with them but a season the next one and the next one and the next one. So you can plan your wonder kids path up, and at the same time you can plan your star players route down so that they can sort of overlap, and you get this evolution I suppose going forwards. Um, so that's in every sort of contract negotiation, whether a new player or a, a wonder kid that you're bringing in and you're you're signing on, or just a player that you've got in your squad already. See, I I love this particular feature because it's something that I think people do anyway. Like they they will uh, they will plan. So some, <laughs> I mean, I think FM players are probably the only people that still play the game on a computer but then plan everything on paper i think some people maybe have migrated over to spreadsheets for certain things but i am absolutely I, first thing i do is draw the squad out on paper who's going to go like who is declining and who's looking to go towards the door who do i need to bring in and who do i need to replace with the youth that i want to come through and just generally sort of how am i going to structure my squad for for the next few years when I'm looking to buy signings. So to have a feature like this uh, to actually make it a lot more easier. And I think a lot of these, the new features that were announced today are, they're massive like quality of life changes to things that that people have done perhaps for years 
with their own sort of methodology, whether it be via paper, but whether it be via spreadsheet, whether it be like using like notes on players to sort of mark, because that's one of Joe's favourites. He's not here, so I'll add, add that in that when he's got a player of like high potential or a wonder kid that he's looking to bring through just to make sure he doesn't forget them, he adds a note to them or a, or a nickname to them and adds a star to the nickname so it's easier to see who's who's the one coming through that he really needs to focus on. So all of these little tricks, they sort of they can go away now because you've got you've sort of built this module in for us, which is awesome. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, have. A, oh, sorry, okay. I have one question. I definitely had my hand up there, but you you, you, you go ahead. Fine. It's whatever. I'll go first. Thank you. Battle of the glasses. Um, Battle of the beards. I win. Thank you. Um, so one que- two questions. Shit. Two. How dare you? Right. Just because you've, you've grown hair now. Billy Big Bollocks over there. He's got some hair on his head for once. Uh, so is the playing time, is it set via contract only? Or is it something that you can tinker and change as you go into season? So is it is it something we'd get into doing at the start of a season and therefore tinkering and changing? Or is it purely about when you're setting the contracts, it's in that negotiation phase. Okay, this is what I see for you. And the second one, which is a much easier question, is why do we change it from key player to star player? Good questions. Uh, so Tom, correct me if I'm wrong, but you can you can tweak and change as you go along and you'll get like a, a news item that basically says we recommend you adapt this this player's playing time pathway uh, on based on their last season. You know, is it is what you had for them this season accurate or the season that's just gone? Is that accurate? And if so, you may want to check about mapping their pathway differently. Um, question two, not a hundred percent sure on the change key to star, but it just sounds cooler, don't it? I, <laughs> uh, not only kind the, of... that name change, but there's now way more uh, extra layers in the whole status into pathway change as well. So keeping things fresh is always good. Your your question had kind of tied into roughly what I was going to ask but I was I mean obviously when you change someone's squad status essentially you run the risk of upsetting a player right um so with these um extra squad statuses would it be fair to assume that maybe um interactions with players are a little bit more expensive maybe this year uh I believe so yes uh without giving just be, just away. just because like obviously like if a pla- if a player is unhappy at a club you 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 like literally can't talk to him yeah yeah you can't interact with him um but you know if you're tinkering with their squad statuses and, you, and, and you've made them promises um earlier on that you've now changed further down the line i guess that there would be more kind of conversation pieces to be had yeah and there's more there's more prompts that allow you to explain reasons behind that as well and um and essentially the the idea of the pathway in general is to try and stop these conversations happening in the first place. You know, your your wonder kid won't get upset about being on the bench because you've told him from the start that he's going to be on the bench just for a season and then he'll go on to get his opportunity. So, yeah, you both have opportunity to, to explain yourself more in those instances, but also it will go towards alleviating those those difficult conversations in the first place. And I think also um, the fact that we've got more statuses than we did previously, so there's more options to give players. So, for example, if you've got a backup goalkeeper, you may want to pl- set him to be a cup goalkeeper, and then he won't be he won't be coming to you saying that I'm not playing enough in the league because you've laid it out that he's only going to be a cup goalkeeper. But then, 
if you don't play them in the cups, that's when the problems will arise. So you you can clearly set out how much playing time they can expect to receive in a much clearer way than than the previous system allowed. Because let's face it, when we really wanted to sign someone, we'd just say, okay, you'd be a key, key player, so I can offer you more wages than the other clubs. Whereas now, you know, you can actually use the pathway to to get that deal over the line because other clubs might not be offering them first team football as quickly as you can. Well, some people might lie to their players, Tom. But yeah. <laughs> I've given them the game up there. That's what I used to do <laughs> all the time. Bloody cheating! <laughs> hey, that's my line. <laughs> um, so I guess the the feature that was given the the biggest uh, headline in terms of uh, when you announced it was the development centre, and I think this is uh, the sort of the the rejigging of all of the the youth stuff, basically, um, and and putting it all under under one umbrella. I guess it's almost a case of what, like you've done in other sections of the games over previous years, and, and where you've tidied up things, um, you've done the same sort of thing with the with the with the development centre in encompassing all of the all of the youth teams, their development, uh, and as well as the coaches that handle them. And I, I mean, this is a great move for me. This is again similar to when we, what we were talking about with the the playing time pathway, being able to track players so much, particularly with with high potential, or even if they're not, but deciding what they're going, to, what's going to happen to them, um, is is excellent. And tracking their way all the way up to under twenty threes. Um, what was the sort of the? I appreciate you're not part of the development team, but when it came to sort of the first sort of murmurings about changing that what uh what was the decision to put it all together like that as in sort of because because it's been so separate for so long like i like i remember having to when you're when you're sorting out training and this is what i was talking about quality of life you you no longer will have to go through and check to see how your assignments for under 18s sort of separately and under 23s separately and check the coaching assignments separately and set the training separately it's all together it but um what made what was the choice to do that this year in particular i mean i appreciate I think... it's not an easy question and I, i've kind <laughs> of i've kind of thrown it right at you there but I, I think you pretty much nailed it there i mean it's about bringing everything into one hub basically where you can access all that information at once. I should have used the appropriate it. terminology, shouldn't I really? I should have <laughs> called it hub. That's much better than but, place. But you talked about what we've done previously. You know, we had the medical centre, we had, um, we, you know, condensed training into one easy viewable space. So um, it's a natural extension of that. But also, I personally, and I think a lot of us in the studio when we've played games, uh, save games previously, you have you might get a really good youth to intake come in, but then you sort of it's so easy to just to lose them for a, a couple of years and not really have any say in their development or to have a hands-on impact on their progression to hit their the heights of their potential. Um, whereas now it's it's so much easier because it, that that information is being highlighted to you all the time. So from the moment the moment they turn up, you're being told, okay. This, this player could be really, really good. Um, you've got a lot of midfielders who could be potential first-team candidates. Um, there aren't too many defenders who could step up. So you may want to look to bring in defenders um, during the next two transfer windows, for example. 
Um, so you get all that information delivered to you. Then once they're into the youth setup, then you can, as you say, tailor their training. You can um, view easily how they're getting on in, in their youth fixtures. Um, if you send them out on loan, there's now the loans tab so you can see in detail how they're, how they're performing, how happy they are with their loan spell, how happy the staff are with their loan spell. Um, but that's not only for players that you loan out, but also players you're loaning in as well. So it's all there in one space. And then on the overview, you'll just get, you know, backroom advice about what you can do to maximise that player's progression, um, which is going to be, I think, a real help to those players who, um, like me, who sort of sit there, think, that's great. I've got a four and a half star potential wonder kid uh, that I've sorted there and then get caught up in their current, in my case, a crisis usually about losing like three or four on the spin <laughs> and then i forget to sort of like you know send them out on loan or or to oversee their training or to um make sure that they're getting selected in youth team games or reserve games so um i think it's going to make it a lot easier for people to get the most out of their those wonder kids in particular i think you guys kind of summed it up quite nicely as well when you said that um you know, sort of the avid or or maybe the best football manager players out there are doing these things. They're making notes, whether that be in the game or on a pen and paper. And, you know, you can gradually see that through every feature that we've put out today, elements of last year and the year before as well, we're slowly sort of making that process of, of doing your homework not needed anymore because it's in the game. And that also teaches the players that perhaps don't do that extra extra homework or extra preparation that this is an easier way to do things and you know encompassing all of these different screens into one hub as we like to call it it's just part of that process i think i have one burning question as a self-proclaimed lazy fm player so will this development hub answer the question of i've got a five-star potential youngster is it better to play him or is it better to loan him out <laughs> well you'll get advice um, it may be at certain points it's better to load him out and then at certain points it's better to play him. But that advice is now going to be given to you, you know, whenever you want, really. It's going to be brought out into um, into the inbox as well. But if you go into the development centre any, on any given day in the game, you'll be getting adv advice and updates on particularly high potential players, but the whole of your, your youth setup as well. So, um, so yeah, it, it, you'll find out exactly when point is hopefully the turning point obviously it depends on how good your youth staff is and how good your youth structure is um but it should be brought out a lot more as to when you should be playing a player when you should be loaning him out and then also as i said it's even easier to track what's going on when you do loan him out or when you do decide to put him into the reserve team or bring him into um you know the, the under 19s or under 18s set up for the first time I really like this, um, especially like the tracking part of it, and well, and it ties in with the advice as well because, like, I've really enjoyed like the training this year. I've used it quite extensively, um, but I, I, I don't really know if I'm getting good results sort of across the board. So it would be it's really interesting that, especially like the tracking part of it, mm. um, it's really interesting that that's in there now so that I can actually see you know if i'm having a positive effect or whether i'm stifling a player so yeah i'm really excited about this one 
I think, and this is me talking, I guess, as a as a fan as well as uh, uh, looking at this, uh, I guess, holistically. Um, with FM being quite a an incremental game year on year, it's it can be difficult to make like new features out of thin air, especially when it's reasonably refined as it is. So I think uh, a few years ago when the new medical roles were released, you could see uh, it, was it, it may have been like the da- uh, data analyst and, and all of that sort of thing. I think it was the head of, yeah, it was the data analyst role, I think. and But it had no attributes to it. So it was clearly like that's there waiting for something else to be in place. And then the next version, you get the like the, the bits that refine that. And this is sort of more and more of, of that refinement that is adding sort of extra features that have kind of been there in the background and now they're just being sort of lifted to the surface for sort of the everyman. And that's how I feel that this will be, uh, as well as catering for the, uh, the, the players that want the proper immersion. Because like, I will absolutely um, like abuse the... Uh, the the development center to the hilt because it, it's it's how I tend to play. Yeah, I think um, we oh, we we might come on to talk about it a bit more detail later on. But there's the uh, there's a couple of new staff roles this year, and and one of those in particular is heavily linked into the development center. So you'll get to see. see it's almost like this was a planned segue. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you you do see other elements being brought out into the development center and it is, you know, we have definitely got it down to a fine art now when we put those when we condense stuff into a center or a hub, then um we now I've got a lot better at integrating other stuff around it as well. So you'll definitely notice it having an impact outside in, in the wider game as well. Marvellous. So talking of staff, we've sort of had uh, bits of new advice. We've sort of touched on a, a little bits there as we've been sort of going through the other sections. And we have spied a, a new role or two. A technical director, I think we've seen in one of the screenshots somewhere. Um can you give any more information on some of the new roles that we've seen? I guess that like, there will be information in the blogs and we will link them in the description of the pod for anyone that hasn't checked them out yet because I, I do think that some people probably don't get past the animations that you drop on the, the Twitter posts. As there, there is a, a huge amount of information in there that yeah. like, we co- we have generally have an hour here, so there's only so much that we can even discuss. and We're trying to sort of focus on the big features. Um but if you could give us a bit of more sort of meat and potatoes on on the bones of some of some of the the new roles and and sort of their purpose, um, I think what was the other one? Head of player development is the other one I'd seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so we have the technical. I'll start with the technical director. Um, technical director um, is someone who sort of works um, often alongside, but um, in the same sort of vein as. Uh, as the director of football, not handling transfer policy or anything like that, but they are um, a link between, you know, you, the board, um, and and uh, the director of football as well. Um, so they will handle, you know, they, they will oversee um, your training plans. Um, they might uh, look to integrate into the development 
as well. So looking to integrate um, your plans with a first team down to youth level as well. Um, and overseeing and advising your entire backroom team as well. Um, they might come to you and suggest like improvements on, um, you know, various areas of the game from uh, development again through to um, your even the members of your backroom staff and feed into the advice that's already in there in the game as well. Um, and the head of player development is predominantly focused with your loans um, and your they'll work with the head of youth development as well. So what you'll see within the development center is uh, loan suggestions and what you might have is your head of youth development, if you have one of course, coming to you saying, okay, I think this player is ready to go out on loan and get some first team minutes. And then it's your head of player development that's, that's there tracking him and reporting back and show it saying, okay, he's doing this. Um, this is how it's affected his progression over the past, you know, month, two months, whatever it is. Um, and you can, you can access that information as well very readily. He'll often advise on um, ways that when he comes back from his loan spell, um, he'll report back on ways that uh, he's improved and whether he's ready to go into the first team at your club as well. Marvellous. I like all of that. Do these new roles have any impact on any of the previous roles' attributes? Like they do with sort of sometimes with uh, balancing of sort of particular things and what certain members of staff are supposed to do. Does that mean that maybe some of the the attributes change across the board, or are they generally sort of untouched, and that these new roles are just here to sort of facilitate a particular job? So um, speaking of attributes, well. I th the other staff attributes are pretty much locked in but um, so with the technical director there's a new staff attribute which is um, judging staff ability so within that obviously when you're looking to hire members of staff that's obviously what you want from your, your technical director um, so that's going to become a really important attribute for that role when you're searching for the staff screen um, you may want to look at that so yeah it we will um it will have you know a noticeable impact in that in that way um but yeah the other the other staff attributes are are pretty much fixed because a lot of the time so you mentioned the data analyst previously well obviously there's a whole set of data analyst attributes in the game now so um we're we're starting to tailor i think you're starting to see tailored profiles around around each staff role yeah, they do seem to be a, a bit more specific in what they're supposed to be doing uh, and the role that they, they do take on. And I think that lower league managers will be rejoicing, I mean, if they get to that point of having a, a technical director, if they can afford one, but actually having someone who can actually scout staff for them, which is, uh, or at least give them an opinion, which is quite quite nice. I like that. Adds a bit more realism other than just slapping out an advert and hoping you get someone good apply. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, right. We are gonna we're gonna briefly cover over the graphical improvements, which have sort of seen that the the models have sort of been updated and changed, um, and which is nice to see. And and as well as the the new gen faces have had a, a bit of a, a fresh lick of paint, which I think a lot of people are quite happy about. Um, and another big thing is about the pitch deterioration and the pitch wear as well as the sort of the new conditions and stuff, which I think is, is really cool to see, uh, particularly if you're sort of 
I can only imagine what the non-league quagmires are going to be like come <laughs> Christmas. That I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, and we'll we'll cover more as as we get it. Um, but we we have got a few bits to get through. We have lost Dom, unfortunately, but this will be uh, Tom's chance to absolutely shaft him in a moment. <laughs> are we not going to cover the damp grass more then? Um, no, no, it's fine. No? It's fine. Oh, sorry. I, I mean, I was. I thought we were going to. Okay, cool. Anyway, okay. <laughs> we can cover the damp grass more. No, if no, you no, want no. It's fine. I, I'm looking for. I mean, no, it's fine. Say, is that the only thing you looked at? See anything her prepared anything for? Anything? <laughs> I watched. I, re- I scrolled through quickly. I saw the word damp. I stopped scrolling, and I thought, <laughs> of course "This is did. it. Finally, finally, <laughs> some damp fucking grass. Finally, the weather maybe is going to have an impact on the games." Oh, Isaac, can you imagine like, oh. uh, uh, a goalkeeper punting it fifty yards in the air, watching it go in in the quagmire in the centre of the pitch? And then, Everyone and the goes. Box. Loopy, imagine. Oh, the damn grass is sorted them right out there. <laughs> Kurt, you'll be turning his grave as that happens. I'm uh, excited. Can I just say I'm excited <laughs> about that because I've been saying for a while that weather has an effect, and now you know we'll actually be able to see it happening. <laughs> very exciting. hashtag excitement. So uh, anyway, I think it's safe to say that this very small glimpse glimpse we've had to see uh, what's going on under the hood, uh, particularly over the last few days. And also the sort of the general social media inter- interaction and reaction um, has been wholly positive from everyone. Which, knowing what the internet is like, is is quite a difficult thing to achieve in this day and age. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing more, as I'm quite sure everyone else is. And like I said earlier, the links to the blogs which cover the features that we've briefly discussed today in much more detail. There, if you do want further information, screenshots, etc. Right, now now for the fun stuff that everyone basically skips this whole part up until... Nobody skips this part. Everyone Why skips like it. This? Everyone skips it. Um, but we, this was intended to be a bit more fun and a bit more, oh, you pick first. But uh, I don't know if anyone remembers, Soccer AM, when it was good, uh, teammates. I think I think Tom's just about old enough to remember. Just about. Just about. I mean, we've, re- <laughs> we've referenced uh, Helen Chamberlain already, so... There we go, links. Um, but we're going to have a little bit of uh, a little bit. It was supposed to be a little bit of driving, a little bit of fun between um, Dick and Dom. I mean Tom and Dom. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so we'll answer the question. It's, it, like I said, it's Tom's chance to shaft his uh, partner in crime, well and truly, anyway. So it's only fair that he's he's departed. He wasn't organised. He didn't have a laptop charger. He screwed himself out. It's fine. So best friend at work, Tom. Ah, oh, you see now. <laughs> now he's gone I can probably say it <laughs> he's not going to listen you can be honest now no he's uh, he's a good lad old Dom um, yeah so it, it probably would be Dom annoyingly um, because well since we've been uh, work, so I don't know if you guys are aware of the byline on the yep. FM website yep. Yep. Um, so that was basically our pet project and as part of that we had to we spent I think probably too much time together in various meeting rooms around the office this is sounding a bit crude yeah. at this point to be honest yeah and there was a lot there were rumors there were definitely rumors <laughs> um is that really why Kurt, is that why Kurt is left really pretty much I think, a, I think there was a jealousy <laughs> anger yeah so um so we spent far too much time in each other's company trying to get everything in place for that um and so and 
basically threw lots of ideas at the wall. Um, pretty, some of them more mad than others. Um, and so as part of that, I think we were on very much on the same wavelength from, from day one. And um, yeah, and we're both from Essex as well. So, you know, it, there's got to be uh, there's got to be some sort of, you know, loyalty there to um to the great <laughs> brothers county. in arms indeed indeed or more as some may allude to so yeah annoyingly uh, even though he's not here and he's probably gonna listen back to this but yeah it is he's gonna love it sadly you can have an embrace at work on monday <laughs> listening to it. stop the rumors everyone uh anyway most vain at work most vain that is a great question we're not a very vain office because i mean you aren't developers That's yeah to say yeah um most vain um good question i tell you what i tell you what just because he's now left us and is no longer on the payroll curtis morton <laughs> was, i knew that was coming was i mean well dressed well turned out lad but at the same time there was just it often veered a little bit into uh into vanity at times but now he's no longer with us. I can I can throw him under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so okay, I mean the next question kind of linked in with vanity, but uh, who has the best fashion at work? Okay, so there's um, there's a guy called Deck who um, has worked. He started in QA and now I think he's part of the UI team um, on the game and does uh, like kit designs and that sort of thing. But before he worked for us, he had his own fashion label. Um, so he is always immaculately turned out and like there'll be times when I'm just like you can't like you can't look that good and be in I've never seen anyone strode into SI (laughs) like immaculately turned out every single day always immaculately turned out so he um, yeah there's been times when I'm I'm, I don't think I've ever quite done I think maybe when I was drunk once at a, a, a work night out that I went up to him and told him how good he he dressed. <laughs> but I can't, I don't, I tried to erase that from my memory. Um, yeah, yeah, he's, tonight, Dick. yeah, basically that, basically what I did. I love you. <laughs> Can I have your clothes? That sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, but, yeah, there's, there's a wonder why there is rumours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so definitely Dick, he's, um, he's number one in the fashion stakes. Okay, uh, Abby, we're going to have the, the antithesis of that now. How about the worst? I mean, there are some interesting fashion There's choices. two pods I've, in a row that I've used that word, by the way. So I've come in with going. some absolute shockers before. <laughs> um, Is that why definitely. you asked for Dex clothes? Yeah, basically. <laughs> teach me. Teach me how to dress. Um, yeah, there's some... I can't think of anyone who's really like pushed the boat out with some outfit that hasn't worked. Um, but there's some, f- uh, when we play, uh, so as part of our sponsorship deal with Watford, we get to play on the pitch. Very fortunate, I know. But, um, the photos for Matt, I always look like, um, like a low rent Peter Crouch. <laughs> everything just, the kit just hangs off me and, uh, the legs, the legs aren't a good look. So, um, what, just is that, that not your Twitter handle? Please make that <laughs> your Twitter handle, low rent. I do yeah. like that. I think, so, yeah. I think I think low rate Peter Crouch definitely needs to be a Twitter presence, <laughs> or or like even like I mean we're about to mention uh, the Christmas party, but 
if you have a Christmas party, you could do the old robot thing. Oh, bit I've of, done that bit before. Of, bit I of bleach. Step out of you. Bit of bleach. Yeah. Or 2006 England shirt. Yeah, I've st- I've so, got that shirt actually, so I can bring that out. There you go. It's Halloween sorted. <laughs> uh, how about the life and soul of the SI Christmas party? Oh, that's a great question. Um, it's oh, a great question. I mean, most drunk. If you're asking, <laughs> if you're asking for that, <laughs> yeah, let's go for that one. Boom. Is 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 me? I think I <laughs> I think last year, last year's Christmas party, I was basically. At one point, I went to grab a drink off the bar and ended up throwing it all over the, the floor, um, which wasn't my finest hour. In terms of life and solvers, so uh, there's a guy at work called Marlon, works on the database side of things. Probably the coolest person I've ever met. Just effortlessly cool. Um, and They're bastards, aren't they? Like, let's be honest, people like that. Effortless just, cool. It's... There's like an aura around him, which, I, I mean, if I had just like a... a tenth of that i'd be delighted with but yeah he's um and he's a great he's, he's the bit dj in his time as well so he usually uh curates some of the soundtrack for the night and then is uh, he's just a i mean in terms of the life and soul of it he's definitely the guy um at, 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 on the at, on the dance floor at the bar wherever it is at the party he's always the one leading the night love that uh, best five aside player Best five-a-side. We've, do you know what? We've in the last few years, the quality has gone up massively. So just today, um, we entered a team at the, a tournament that the LMA were putting on at St George's Park, and we we. That's a humble we, brag if I've ever heard one. Yeah, I mean, hence why I'm here, not there. It shows you how um, how how badly I play. But um, there's a they won five out of six. They drew the other one, and they only conceded one goal in the entire nice. tournament. Um, so they're a pretty handy bunch. There's um, a guy called Kamal who works uh, on the brand side, so works in, in the comms team with me. Um, he's very good. He's one of those players who always finds himself in space. Um, so I would say he's definitely up there. Um, there's a, a guy called Jamal who's semi-pro as well. Um, guy, when I first joined, there was, all, there was a, a, sort of like a mystical um, presence about this guy called David Bonney. Who's an SI veteran, um, and he was sort of like talked about in hushed tones about how good he was. <laughs> and I, I've got to say, when I first turned up, he was absolutely electric. Like he, he's he doesn't really like resemble the typical footballer in terms of a look, but my word, he can play. And uh, he's he's into his thirties now, so um, in a, you know, a bit of a Gary guy. Taylor Fletcher vibe. That's what I'm feeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does it, looks like a plumber, but Got touch he, for he's sort of got like a he's got a mod look about him, so he sort of looks like uh, he's come out of like playing in a sixties band to then suddenly Paul Weller's knock kick having a kick about exactly <laughs> Paul, Paul Weller by day, Cristiano Ronaldo by night. It's, um, he he's he's very good. So yeah, I'd say say those three are the best that I've seen at SI. Now we're gonna have to be careful with this question. Favorite game other than Football Manager? Okay, okay. Um, so you can have an actual answer or the answer Miles would want you to give. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start with the answer Miles would want me to give is that there are other games than Football Manager out there. Um, <laughs> so let's get one out of the way now. My favourite game other than Football Manager. I mean, the game I probably put the most hours into um, is probably MLB The Show. 
because I don't know if you guys have ever played that. So it's a it's a baseball game um, where you have it, there's basically a, like ten different ways you can you can play it. Um, my favorite way is like the career single player career mode, sort of create your own player, lead him up into the big time. And I've spent way too long in that, <laughs> way too long. Like I'm talking multiple careers, like. From beginning to more time. than more time than you would have spent playing FM outside of work. Um, no, no, I still <laughs> rack up. I've just passed one thousand five hundred hours, I think, on FM. So yeah. it still it still takes up a considerable amount of time. But yeah, that other than that, it's basically for the last twelve months at least, it's been those two games. Um, obviously, growing up, um, GTA took a lot of time. Um. Pro Evolution back in the day Ooh. with Adriano, Old 99 school. shot power, shot, yes. a- shot accuracy. Mid-2000s um, pre- Pro Evo was awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, and I guess like loads of sports games as well. Obviously. Obviously. Um, now, this would have been more fun if, if uh, Tweedle Dom had been here, but um, <laughs> what annoys you most about one another was the question. But what annoys you most about Dom, other than not having oh, a laptop this, charger? Not being, not this being is fantastic. For, yeah, this is where I can really throw him under the bus. <laughs> uh, not forgetting his laptop. Forgetting his laptop charger is is number one, obviously, because um, he ha- he literally had it on his desk. Um, so that's number one. Uh, what else annoys me about him? Um, he <laughs> he is often in fact he reminds me of stuff that I'd wanted to erase from my memory as well <laughs> is is something that <laughs> I could do without sort of like after a night out or um, after a particularly you know stressful day in the office he'll often be like do you remember that time when you did this and it's like yeah yeah. <laughs> is it in front of that. other people as well when he does sometimes, it? Sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes he'll dig me out in a meeting as well. Um, which oh, is Tom, you forgot to do that as well. Oh, for fuck. Yeah, yeah. Basically, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. Brilliant. Uh, what a knob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the final question in. It's a great uh, link into the final question. That it is. It is a great link. Uh, who's longest in the shower? <laughs> Lol. Oh dear. Uh, well, me obviously. There we go. That's the answer we wanted to hear. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, we've quizzed Tom, and now it's Kurt Dizzy's turn to quiz everyone else. Curtis quiz. So this would have worked better with more people, but we can. I was going to say, hopefully, the the technical issues. I've not shafted you too much. No, it's a, it's another lazy one, if I'm being honest. Lazy ones are the best um, ones. So, yeah. obviously, I don't know enough about FM20 to do any, any kind of FM20 quiz. Oh, damn it. Um, I just researched so but, much on FM20, and you're not doing a quiz on it. All right. Sorry. Um, How about done? Good. So, uh, we are doing a quiz on... Well, it's FM19 specifically. As see, I wouldn't have done this quiz earlier in the life cycle of FM19 because I I don't like making this kind of thing public. I think if people want to search for it, it's fine. Um, but you know, you don't need to sort of happen upon this stuff. Um, but we're going to do a quiz. Basically, I've got 
31 players in front of me on the 19.3 database for FM19, all of which have a current ability rating of 170 or more. So I'm going to go around the room, uh, I think four times, and I want you all to name me one of those players, and you will get a bonus point if you're within one either side of their current ability rating. All so clear? above 170. Current ability. So 170 or above. I did a damn youth challenge, man. You couldn't have potential, no? So I'm going to start with Herb. So you just got to yes. name me a player and give me their current ability rating as of the 19.3 database. Okay, so Cristiano Ronaldo. He is there. That is one point yeah. in the bag. Um, right. How hard do they go? One. Obviously, it's eight. up to 200. I'm sure you all know that. But I don't know how many are in our 190s. One. 92. Ooh, you're close. Ronaldo <sighs> is in there, but his uh, ability rating is 195. Oh, okay. Yikes. So that's the benchmark. So yeah. it's high. Uh, Tom, we'll go to you next. Um, I'll go for Lionel Messi. Yes, he is there. Great shout. And I would say I'm going to go for 195 as well. He's bang on. Bang on. Shock. 195. I mean, if Tom doesn't win this, <laughs> it's disappointing. Two points. Well played. Nerd, you're up. It's a bad time to draw a complete blank, isn't it? Um, I'm going to go for David De Gea. David De Gea is there. Wow. Uh, I'm going to go for 183. David De Gea's current ability is 179. So you're close. Jeez. Very close. But only the one point there. Uh, I'm going to mix up the order now. Tom, you're up. First in round two. Okay. Um, I'm going to go for... Kevin De Bruyne. Ooh. Kevin De Bruyne is there. I'm going to go for one seven eight. Kevin De Bruyne is in the list, but it is one eight six, rated wow, very highly. Much higher. Wow, wow. Yeah. quite high. Herb, you're up. Okay. So, I'm going to go for Neymar. Neymar is there. And he has to be surely between Messi, Ronaldo, and the Bruyne, right? So I'm going to go for one ninety. He's actually one eight nine, but that that is within, oh, within one, one so you get the two <laughs> points. Well played. Get the benchmark, nerd. Sergio Aguero. Oh, confident. Aguero is there. I'm going to go for one eight two. One seven eight. Really? Yeah, one I'm seven eight. I'm going down one each time, and it, it's progressive. Uh, Depressing. I, I tell you what, Herb, you're up first. Yeah. Round three. Okay. So. Okay, Salah's got to be in there. Eh? Mohamed Salah. Mohamed Salah. Salah is there. Good. One. Eight. Let's go. F one eight five or six six one eight six one eight zero 
Mohamed oh, Salah. Wow. So just oh, the one point there. Okay. Nerd. Oh, it drops off quite quickly. Then. Hazard. Hazard is there. Hazard. I thought I needed Thor, to put Thorogun. some pizzazz no, on. Sorry, he's not in there. Some, some stank. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with it. <laughs> no, we knew it. One eight four. One eighty as well. Jesus. Oh. Hazard These people Salah. at SI Equally. need to talk to the researchers, I reckon. <laughs> I do. Tom, chance to uh, two points here would put you in pole position going into the final round. Okay. Um, Harry Kane. Harry Ooh. Kane is there. No, surely not. What? Okay. One seven seven. Let's go for that. One eight three for Harry wow. Kane. Oh, wow. Yeah, so all to play for in this final round. And Nerd, you are up first. Griezmann? Ah, oh, bollocks. Griezmann is there. Mm-hmm. This is where going against what I've been doing is going to really screw me over. 181. One, one. Oh, 179. Oh, so unlucky. So unlucky. So close. That's a shame. Uh, Tom. You almost sounded sincere there, Herb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm doing mildly okay at a quiz for once. I'm enjoying it. Um, Luis Suarez. No, Luis surely not. Suarez is in there. Oh, wow. 184. 180. Oh. Really? Suarez, Salah, Hazard, all on 180. So just the one point. Herb. Two yep. points here will win this for you. No pressure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> going to smash it. Okay, so I'm going to go for, and I think he might, he's got to get it. He's got to be in there. Paul Pogba. Paul Pogba is in there. Good. One, seven, eight. One seven four. Oh. Right. Bottled it under pressure. I did. Yeah. So we're, we're we're going to sudden death here, nerd. Unfortunately, you have been eliminated. I mean, I, we've gathered this. It's fine. Let me throw it in. <laughs> but uh, Tom and her both on five points. So uh, we'll go till we have a winner. Um, wow. Should we toss a coin? I've actually got a coin. Fuck me! Yes. What's this <laughs> planning? Tom, heads or tails? As you're the guest. Uh, I'll take tails, please. It's heads, unfortunately. Oh, so Herb, do you want to go first or second? This is amazing. I will go second. Right. Okay. Tom, just you're up. Enough players. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go for Robert Lewandowski. Oh, he's in there. I'm gonna go for one eight two. One seven five. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Wow! Yeah, that's that's a shock. Herb, obviously, no points here will maybe lose. Mean Tom's the winner, and two points will mean you uh, you come out on top. So I'm gonna Just go. Tell what he wants, really. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Manuel Neuer. He's in the keep a big shout. Yes. He's in the. I think he's still rated incredibly highly. So I think he's at one eighty. 
186. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. <laughs> I well underplayed that one. So we go again. A great shout. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change the order now. Herb, you're up first. Okay. Um, oh, my God. Which good players are in the game? Uh, Dybala. Dybala is in the... Is he rated that highly from the beginning? Or does he get better? I reckon he is at one... Seven. Ah, better than Pogba or worse than Pogba. One seven seven. One seven two. Oh, he's worse. Ooh. Damn. Tom. Luka Modric. No. Is there? No. Come on. One eighty. One seven six. Oh. I tell you what. We'll have one more round. <laughs> okay. And then if we don't have a winner, we'll just call it a draw. Tom, you're up first. Have you got some straws? Now you've got <laughs> <laughs> Gareth Bale? Yes. What? Oh, I suppose he's... Um, one, seven, four. One, eight, two for Gareth Bale. Wow. 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 Yeah. Welsh bias. Yeah. Herb. Um. One point to tie, two points to win. Right, let's go for one of the Liverpool boys. Firmino. He is there. And he is at one. Man, I've underplayed so many of them. But still, one, seven, eight. I don't think he's 180. One, seven, two. Oh, I swear oh. I <laughs> so I cannot get this. We're calling it a draw there, gents. Well played, though. Yeah. Great battle. Great Great winners. Well done. Urban is that top. the first time ever joint winners? I think that is the first draw we've ever that had. Is the first yes. draw. But I feel like it could go on for a long time. So. Yeah, this is incredibly <laughs> We could just pretend it's a, a cricket test match where we go on for this long and we still get no one being the winner. Lovely pointless stuff. Anyway, that, I really enjoyed that, Kurt. Well, thank you very much for that. And uh, thank you very much, Tom, for joining us for the entire thing. And we'll thank Dom as well for his partial <laughs> you know, commitment to joining us as well. He's tried, bless him, but never mind. Okay. I'll uh, I'll have a word with him tomorrow. Tell him to sort his life out. Give him an elbow drop or something. Tell him he's a break. <laughs> he's he's a breakthrough prospect, and you know maybe next year he'll uh, make his way into the first team. I think yeah, I saw his mum come in with a with a tray of food. <laughs> before, uh, At least he can he eat in his off, room, so. unlike Proudy. <laughs> 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 he's not here. We can still dig him out. It's fine. Anyway. That brings episode 109 to a close. You can find the links for each of us, the Five Star Pod Twitter account and Weestream FM Discord server in the podcast description or by visiting weestreamfm.com where you can also find the blogs that have been released this past week and we'll also have the links for the blogs that Football Manager has released this past week as well. Five Star Potential is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify and most popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every Monday. Thank you all for listening. There will be more from us next week. Say goodbye, folks. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.